0: Fierce Women Writing is a partner of We Need Diverse Books, a nonprofit that advocates for diversity in children's and young adult publishing at every level. They have many programs that support this mission, including grants, mentorships, and retreats for writers, classroom book giveaways, an app for diverse book recommendations, and others. Learn how you can help them put more books featuring diverse characters into the hands of all children at weneeddiversebooks.org. Welcome to Fierce Women Writing. The podcast where female voices are elevated, creativity is ignited, and writers are inspired. I believe that stories can enlighten, heal, and entertain the reader and the writer. First, the writer has to quiet their doubts long enough to get the words on the page. I'm here to help you put your doubts away and focus on your creativity. Every day I talk to writers and would-be writers who aren't writing They're not writing because they don't think they're good enough, because they've been rejected, don't have time, or don't know where to start. That's why I created this show, so that you can hear from other writers who want to inspire you to share the stories that only you can tell. I'm Sarah Gallagher. Come write with me. Hey there, Fierce Writers. Today's guest is Anne Hagerty Davenport. Anne is a poet, editor, translator, and devotee of Fresh Bread. She has hand published three chapbooks, and her poetry and critical writing have appeared or are forthcoming in Entropy, Bird's Thumb, Pleiades, The Stillwater Review, Adana Literary Journal, Digging Through the Fat, and Run and Tell That. Anne serves as the executive editor of Quill's Edge Press, as the founder and editor in chief of Terra Preta Review, as a mentor with the nonprofit Poetry Heels, and as a freelance editor and teacher. She earned a dual MFA in poetry and poetry and translation from Drew University. Welcome to the show, Anne. Thanks so much for having me. Anne, what are the ideal conditions for you to write?
1: You know, I think the main thing for me is just to have silence. Um, I have realized as I've gotten older just how much I need um, periods of silence in my life or in my day. Um, I've I'm an HSP, a highly sensitive person, and so noise, um, you know, I there's a lot of noise that I embrace, but I find silence or quiet to be really restorative. Um, and so, you know, that said, I I also have figured out ways to cope if there is noise around, just so that I can make sure I keep with the daily writing practice because I think that consistency is really important for me. Um, so, what I do, and I'll share this in case it's helpful for anyone else, is I'll put one earbud in and play music that is really, really familiar to me. and for whatever reason, that um, noise will cancel out whatever external noise is happening around me, so that can be helpful. Why do you write? I have to i I think that i I think that I would die if I couldn't write i I don't like I'm not. Um, that sounds melodramatic, but I'm not really overstating it like i I think I might actually explode. Um, I have always written ever since I you know had the physical ability to write um, or you know the learned ability to write. And it's just um, a very reflexive way of um, it's how I process everything. Um, there have been times in my life when I have gotten away from writing and it has not gone well. <laughs> so, you know, um, in in the spirit of um, when you know better, do better, I now try to do right by myself by making damn sure I write every day. What are your
0: best writing tips?
1: You know, I think it's really important to um, attune to what works for you as an individual, um, paying attention to what conditions are present when you have a writing session when things are really flowing? Um, and so a little bit of just stepping back and doing some light analysis of your environment, your um, emotional or mental state, um, you know kind of your your scheduling. I mean some people will uh, write best under pressure, and some people need absolutely zero pressure on them when they're writing. And so there's so much. I think, out there about, you know, um, if you're a writer, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And I really appreciate how this podcast is is such, um, is so open to a tremendous diversity of uh, methods and processes. Um, I really think that's important. So I guess I would just say, you know, paying attention to uh, what you specifically need is really important. I know that for myself also. Um, those uh, those needs and processes have really evolved. I mean, I'm 41 years old now, and it used to be that um, I felt a real need to write, you know, every three days. Just once every three days, and I was good. And I could, like, feel that pressure building, and then um, I would write, and I'd be like, yep, I'm good, and, you know, produced plenty of works that I was happy with. And now, um, you know, I don't know if it's just I don't know why. I'm not really I don't really need to know why. I just need to know that this is what I need. Right. I need to write every day. It's really, really important for my health and happiness Um, and not just my not just my mental health. I think even like I feel like I do a better job of taking care of my physical health when I'm tending to my creative health. Um, Sorry, I feel like I've gotten far away from your question. (laughs) That is fine. (laughs) (laughs) What are your
0: suggestions for someone trying to overcome a block?
1: Mm, That is a great question. Um, You know, first of all, uh, don't beat yourself up about being blocked. It happens to everyone. I mean, no one is immune to blocks. I think the first thing to do is to um, tell your inner critic to take a long walk off a short pier. Um, A lot of times I think that when we're blocked it's because our inner critic is getting the upper hand and we feel like, you know, we don't have anything worth writing about. Um, And I would say just write anything, I mean, you know, write out a grocery list, like it does you know, write anything, write just, you know um do some stream of consciousness journaling anything that you can do um, just to uh, it even though it might feel silly at the time it it really in my experience anyway can really help to just kind of um, get the energy moving again Um, and then another thing is really um and i know this is this podcast is a great resource for this working with writing prompts there are a lot of great prompts out there. Thank you, magical interwebs. You can um, you can you know click around to different sites and find a prompt that speaks to you. We have some prompts on uh, on my um, literary journal Terra Preta Reviews Instagram page. If if that's useful, that's at Terra Preta Review. But, you know, or even just come up with your own prompts or ask, you know, ask a few friends, trusted friends to, you know, write down prompts and send them to you and cut them up uh, on pieces of paper and then literally like draw them from a hat or a box or something. Um, The more that you can invoke the element of surprise and response... Um, that can sort of help. If you can't push through the block with just, you know, stream of consciousness writing or whatever else it is, then sometimes you can leapfrog the, the block by surprising yourself with a prompt.
0: What about editing and revising tips?
1: Ooh, so fun. <laughs> um, you know, first of all, I would say don't be afraid to experiment. It's really important to give ourselves that freedom. I think part of the reason that we can feel safe in writing down a first draft is because we can trust ourselves to um, treat that and subsequent drafts with respect for what that writing needs and to trust yourself to be able to um, keep working at it until it becomes you know what it needs to be and what you need it to be. So um, you know just save every draft, save every version. If you end up not liking something you can Always go back to an earlier revision. So, um, revision. So, give yourself permission to play a little bit. Um, you know, certainly there are kind of tried and true things like um, go through and look for every single instance of the verb to be, and replace it with a more um, specific or dynamic verb. Um, you know. Check for adverbs. Uh, you know, if you absolutely have to have that adverb there, well, maybe, maybe you could find a different verb. Um, you know, not, not all adverbs are bad. I'm not, yeah. You know, <laughs> I can, I can sort of hear, um, angry responses in my head, but, um, you know, I'm a fan of, you know, judicious adverbs, but, uh, but I think that sometimes we have a tendency to, um, Uh, to uh, over relay on them Um, and then I would say you know I think it's really important when you get to a certain point um, I think it's crucial to read your work aloud even if it's just to yourself to the empty room if you really want to um, connect with your voice which I think is kind of the you know a foundational premise of of writing um, the best way to do that is to Speak your writing aloud with your voice and and make sure that you know really interrogate every single word. make sure that it's the truest that it can be for you
0: for our listeners interested in publishing, can you estimate your personal submission to publication ratio?
1: Oh gosh, you know it's pretty low right now <laughs> um i've also I've kind of slacked off on submitting my own work this year because i um I launched a literary journal and so um, while that has been really illuminating for me in many ways, um, it's also uh, uh, led to a dearth of submissions on my part and um, I'm actually working right now on creating structure for this coming year, 2020, um, how I can get back to um, having submissions out more consistently. I like to have, my goal is to have 13 submissions out at all times, um, largely because 13 is my lucky number. (laughs) Um, And, you know, a couple of years ago when I was uh, being more consistent and persistent with it, it was probably, I would say like a one to seven ratio, maybe. Um, This year so far, I think I have, only submitted to 13 places and I've struck out 12 times and the 13th is uh (laughs) is still pending um so you know I will say just as an addendum um as an editor you know who spends quite a lot of time reading submissions it's really helped me to um Learn not to take the rejections personally. Um, it can feel quite personal because this is, you know, your heart's work, and you've you've created this thing, and it's like, don't you love my baby? And people are like, your baby, it it does not appeal to me. Take your baby back. <laughs> so, um, but it really, it's just, you know, there's so much great writing out there, and different editors are looking for different things, and just because it wasn't a fit for one publication does not mean that it's not worthy of being published. So, you know, keep your chin up and send it back out.
0: Who are some other women writers that we should be reading right now?
1: Ooh. um, Oh my gosh. There's so many good ones. Uh, Let's see. Who do I love? Um, I love uh, the work of Sarah Gottesdiener. Um, She has, uh, you can find her at modernwomen.com. She has a tremendous um, blog and newsletter and um, different, you know, books and workbooks and so forth. Um, let's see, I've been reading, I've been reading Brene Brown. I've been reading, um, people definitely need to be reading Ara Um Aracelise Gourmet. Um, uh, she's a poet, she has uh, three books of poetry and some other assorted works out there. All really fantastic let's see who else I mean uh, I think Natalie Diaz has a new book coming out that I can't wait to read she's incredible um, I love um, Isabel Gonzalez's book um, wild invocations uh, that's her first book poetry and just tremendous oh, so many good ones Roxanne Gay always you know um, Rebecca Solnit entirely necessary <laughs> uh, I don't know I could go all day and where can listeners find you online well um, you can uh, find me at 31 annotationscom um, and that's the number three one and then annotations um, that's kind of my uh, personal professional site where if you wanted to work with me in an editorial capacity or writing coaching. Um, I also offer tarot readings, um, so a little bit of a mixed bag there. Um, you can find my uh, literary journal, which is its own um, darling little baby <laughs> that I hope people love, um, org. And then uh, the publishing project I've been working with for some years now is Quill's Edge Press, and that's quill'sedgepress.org. And um, I'm really Proud of that. It's a small nonprofit press that focuses on publishing the poetry and poetry and translation of women over the age of 40.
0: Would you read some of your work for us now?
1: I would be glad to. I'll read I'll read three poems. This first poem is called Myth of the Stillborn Child. Nightmare of Grief, Dust-winged Moths Covering Her Throat eyes, hands, she needs her small, sweet daughter, eyes keen, mouth seeking, fierce grip, song rising. Scorched earth, north wind, the wolf lopes across salt fields, mouth full of ripe joy. Tell of the mother lost, the child gone on, implacable light barring the canyon. Tell how the mother longed to burn this bright world down. How she sought to forget this love. How she failed that, too. She has only wolves. One for birth, one for slaughter. Open up, she says, and death stares. She hears the shred of lullaby, the dead cradle to their ears. She wakes herself mid-song. This next poem is called... Lunar Eclipse. One. The moon's ironed flat by light till globe's shadow lays her bare. Stripped, the dark orb grows taut as a belly soon to ride labor's clutch. Two. The moon must, I think, birth strange creatures of dream the way her colors, her curve, Transform to dust, red as staining blood, hope mottled in cratered seas. Three. If you stand beside the ocean, beneath the night's dark panes, you can watch the moon slough her bright shield, watch her descend an unseen staircase, tread the lawn and graveled trail. Careful, thread her barefoot path, across thick scratch grass of fleeing dunes to wade naked light and keep walking into an ocean brimming with stars. And finally there's a poem called Scorch. I carry fistfuls of red-black coals up and down the stairs all day. They light no hearths, they cast shadows God, this fury burns. Steel ache twists in my teeth. The coals burrow to the quick and breathe, crack their knuckles, jostling along fault lines in my palms, vying for a view. All these long years, they never go anywhere. They think it's enough. Their seething keeps them in motion, waiting for you to stir them again.
0: Thank you, Anne, for sharing your wisdom and writing with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Now it's time for our writing prompt. I suggest setting a timer for six or eight minutes, putting Anne's writing prompt at the top of your page, and free writing whatever comes to mind. Remember, the important part is keeping your pen moving. We can always edit later. Right now, we just want to write something new and
1: see what happens. This is a multi-part prompt. You're welcome to um, only write to the questions that speak to you. The prompt is, the door is a memory. When you walk through, what does this house hold? What rooms do you visit? How might you rearrange the furniture? to meet your present needs.
0: So I have to be honest with you, Anne is one of my best friends. Most of my close friends are writers, actually. I feel like we naturally find each other, but it never happened before I started telling people that I write. Now when people ask what I do, I lead with my creativity and say I'm a writer. I also have a podcast and do coaching and teach workshops but I always start with, I'm a writer. Is that how you introduce yourself? If not, maybe you'd consider trying it. I wonder if you'd make some new writing friends if you started every introduction with talking about the fact that you write. Now, on this episode, I love when Anne said that if you really wanna connect with your voice, the best way to do that is to speak your own writing aloud. I have to admit, even though I hear this advice all the time, like probably every week, I never read my work aloud. Right now, I'm editing a creative nonfiction essay that I'm planning to submit to an anthology, so I'm going to make a point of reading it aloud when I finish my first passive edits and see what happens. I want to thank you for reaching out and letting me know how these episodes are improving your writing practice. It means so much to me to hear from listeners, so thank you. Next Thursday, we'll be hearing from an author that I'm really excited about. Her name is Kim Kranz, and she's the creator of the Wild Unknown Tarot Deck and the Animal Spirit Deck. She's releasing a graphic memoir called Blossoms in Bones that explores an eating disorder and infertility, and I feel really lucky to have her on this show. We haven't had any graphic writers on yet, and I'm really interested to see how her process may be the same or different. I'm Sarah Gallagher. I'll be back next Thursday with Kim's interview. Until then, keep writing. Become a supporting member of the podcast with a monthly contribution at FierceWomenWriting.com. Get more writing prompts and engage with other writers on our Instagram page at Writing. Remember, women is spelled with an X. You can also help us reach more writers by sharing this episode with a friend and subscribing, downloading, and reviewing the podcast. Thank you for listening.